it's week one, and all these quarterbacks sure had some rust to shake off. Tua and Herbert, AFC Young Guns, the shootout in Los Angeles. It was all love today in Chicago. Dak and Danny Dimes, whose star shined brighter in New York. All then and more as Sunday Scaries with Bucks McGee wraps up week one of the 2023 NFL season. Welcome back to Sunday Scaries with Bucks McGee. Finally, the end of week one, something we've all been excited and waiting for. Here with my man, Nutmeg 2 Palmetto. Let's tie this week up. And now we're and, and now we're sitting here with a bunch of odd job uh, outcomes that we don't totally, weren't totally expecting all the time. <laughs> it was a very weird week one. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Week one, man. Craziness. What are you thinking? I think the biggest story of craziness is all the quarterback struggles today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The quarterbacks that you thought would, would, wouldn't struggle, struggled. And then there were some where I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Is this, you know, is it an outlier or is this, is this for real? So let's get to it. We, uh, the first one was a topic we touched on this morning in the preview. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he just got the big contract in the offseason. And we were thinking that they kind of had the better overhaul uh, as far from our comparison point to Saints. But today, Lamar looked very, very average. He, he didn't even hit 170 passing yards. He threw a pick, got sacked four times. He only had 38 rushing yards, which is extremely low for Lamar Jackson's standards. Uh, they did get the they did get the win because they were playing the Houston Texans who were pretty hapless and lacking a lot of talent. The Texans, yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. It's the Texans, you know. It's a whole new coaching staff with D'Amico Ryan, so we knew this was going to be, you know, don't want to say a walk in the park, but pretty much you close your eyes and chalk it to a win. Yeah. So, what do you think of Lamar? Is this kind of just an anomaly, or are there some some things about this game that need to have some attention raised. Well, I think now since we've gone to the three three game preseason, I always think the first game is always just you don't know what you're going to get. Like yeah. this honestly feels like the first game where everyone is actually suited up, everyone's playing, you know. So you're still working those kinks out. So I can't I can't fault them too much. But I think the bigger story, again, is the fact that the running backs have taken another hit again. I think Lamar's going to be fine, but the running backs, again, you know, J.K. Dobbins, again, you know, I feel bad for the guy at this point. You know, torn Achilles, he's out for the year. So now Gus the Bus, you know, is going to take over, I'm assuming, and be the lead back. Um, I think Lamar's going to be fine. Um, he's, you know, trying to find himself because now this is a pass-first offense, supposedly. But I think by week three, if they haven't really gotten into a groove, then it's something to worry about. I think we spoke a little uh, chaos into them <laughs> this, on the pregame show. Because we said, oh, yeah, they're going to be healthy this year. And what happens? Andrew doesn't even suit up. Andrew doesn't even suit up. Dobbins goes down and now he's out for the year. So, I mean, do, maybe we sprinkled a little bad juju on them. 
I don't know, man. If if I can talk stuff into existence, I need to talk six numbers into existence <laughs> and get those Powerball numbers, honestly. But it's just I honestly thought this was the year that, you know, the running back room was going to be healthy. You know, they were going to have their full complement of weapons. We knew Andrews was, you know, was hurting, so we didn't quite know if he was going to be a go this week. But it's it's a it's a hit to that running back room, and now they're just going to have to, you know, you know, buck up. It's point blank. They're just going to have to figure it out and figure it out a little quicker. Nice little touch there with your choice of wording. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> oh yeah, the next the next struggles are kind of a two for one, and also they also mm-hmm. they also feature two big money quarterbacks. One of which uh, got his money a while ago and made headlines because Cleveland Browns fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson his contract, not knowing if he was going to play it all last year. Uh, mm-hmm. His the, the Cleveland's opponent today was the Cincinnati Bengals. We figured this would be like, oh whatever, Browns are got some talent, but. You know, aside from being scrappy, Cincinnati will probably take care of business. Burrow just got right. his big money within the last 48 hours. <laughs> so, you know, we're thinking like, okay, Burrow's taking care of. This is, you know, going to be a chance to come out and show out. And that exactly. was not what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they were, they were rough week one last year. So it's almost like it's, it's a guarantee that week one don't count on the Bengals. They're just they're going to be bad, and then you know they flip the switch. Um, I think Cleveland is playing with the chip on their shoulder because no one's, you know, people are saying they're decent, but I th- believe that they feel they're better than what people are giving them credit for. And unfortunately, with Deshaun Watson, there's the stigma. Unfortunately, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. So um, Garrett was unbelievable today. He was all over the field. Um, he made he made life hell for the Bengals. They just they just didn't click. There was a constant pass rush. And Watson Watson was decent. He still wasn't Watson of old of from what we know, but he got the job done. You know, and it's week one, you know, you took out Cincinnati, did what you're supposed to do. So you can't really can't really fault them. They got the job done. Cincinnati just needs to clean up some things and come out next week and really put on a show. Yeah, speaking of cleaning up things, let's go over the numbers. Watson was 16 to 29, which is right about 50%. So obviously not a lead quarterback right there. 100 right. only 154 yards despite the victory. He did have a touchdown, but he also threw a pick. He got sacked three times. And he got a touchdown on the ground. So uh, is that similar to the Lamar Lamar's not for uh statistical performance today? Is Watson in a situation where he might have lost the glow and this is what we're going to can expect from him. Or is it just kind of like just shaking the rust off a little bit? Here's the difference. Watson has Chubb. He's got, he's got a run. He's got a run game. He can depend on Lamar is going to look over his shoulder and say, who's, who's there this week, (laughs) you know, and you know, I feel bad, you know, you, you like I said earlier, you know, you wish those guys would be healthy, ready to go, but now the you know the backfield in Baltimore is going to be a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. You know you got Chubb there, and he's going to give you 115, 120. The guy's a machine. He stays healthy. Lamar doesn't have to carry the load. It's different when he was in Houston, where he kind of had to carry everything. He was the guy. He had to create. Here, you know, as long as Chubb's getting his yards, you know, and teams have to have to deal with that. 
Yeah, he's going to have to throw for a little more. Like, he's not going to be able to go sub 200 yards a game. Like, he is going to have to perform. So, he's got, you know, Cooper, you know, as a receiver. He's got Njoku. He's got guys he can throw to. But if you told me he was averaging 250, um, a couple touchdowns a game, I think that works. Yeah, and um, and then the on the other side, Burrell, similar completion percentage, 14 to 31, so under 50%. Didn't even get to 100 yards. Got benched at one point. Got sacked a couple times. Uh, so this one, talk about shaking rust off for Watson, and like he, like he is, at least he has the the running back Burrow. That's a lot of rust to shake off. Um, I think him, you know, getting hurt in the preseason. He hasn't had. He's never had a real healthy preseason. So yeah. it's one of those things where, um. I think everyone was like, oh, well, this has happened before. He's going to be fine. And then they just threw up a stinker, point blank. The you know the front front line you know, there, uh, Cleveland was was in his face all day, point blank. They just weren't ready to play. So you're There's almost, nothing else you can say. So you're thinking that the first couple of games of the Cincinnati season is almost Burroughs preseason. <laughs> it, honestly, it is. If you really look back, he's, you know, he's been hurt in the preseason that he comes out. Like I said, last year he threw up a sticker. So there's talent there. So if they, they can bounce back, it's not like, it's like KC. Okay. You know, they lost to the Lions. They should be able to bounce back. But in this case, pretty much everyone's healthy in Cincinnati. So I think, I think it's just going to be, you know, all right, next game, let's just get into our rhythm and they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Funny note on, uh, your Lamar Jackson point before. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be looking over his shoulder and he's going to be like, hey, didn't, weren't you selling popcorn yeah. last it's week? It's going to be like this. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Weren't you the guy selling beers in Section 412? Yo, hey, how you doing? Let's go. You know, you know Al, Bun Al Bundy's going to be, be playing running back for the for the freaking Ravens. You know, and you f and we make jokes, but I, you feel bad because these guys have just not been healthy. You know, and if they're going to be this pass happy offense and Lamar's, you know, proclaiming he's going to throw for 5,000 yards with all these weapons that he has, it's not going to happen if you can't run the ball. Right. It just will not happen. So, I ironic, ironically enough, in this pass happy league, you still need some running backs. <laughs> yeah, you need someone who can get you four or five yards at a clip sometimes who can help you stretch it at those, those, those times. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope it turns out better, but next week is going to be a real eye opener, one way or the other. Right. Uh, next one up, a little bit of interest game. I won't dump, even though this game really took a little while to get going, and maybe it was just uh, Derek Carr getting used to all his new targets. So I won't dump on Derek Carr because by the end of the game, he actually did have a pretty respectable performance. However, the opponent Ryan Tannehill. Looked very much lost at times, and I don't like. I know Levis didn't look good in the preseason, and Malik Willis, if he does play, is going to have a real short lease. So maybe mm -hmm. Tennessee just doesn't have an option. But man, Tannehill looked rough. Sixteen to thirty-four, one hundred ninety-eight yards, three interceptions, sacked three times. Uh, Tennessee, and you know what? Derrick Henry had a decent game. The kid, Ty J. Spears, the rookie, he caught a lot of balls in the backfield. He was really active out there. So. I don't – I just – though. I think at some point maybe you just have to throw one of the kids out there because Daniel has just got you nothing today. I think people still have this idea that Tannehill is the Tannehill of, let's say, two, three years ago. The Tannehill who basically ended Brady's reign in New England. Let's be realistic, in that playoff game. 
um, they've fallen apart. They don't have the pieces. They don't have the pieces. If you look at that team, it's Derrick Henry and, okay, you got D-Hop, but it's not prime Houston D-Hop. He can, he's, still quali- he's still a quality receiver, but it's not prime D-Hop. And then you have a bunch of eh pieces, rookies. Their defense is decent. I don't think it's as strong as it's been in the past. So the Saints should have beaten them. It shouldn't have gotten as close as it was. So if you want to give Carr the pass, that's fine for me. No, because when he came in on his white horse, everyone trumpeted that, wow, the Saints are now the team to beat. You know, they're a playoff team. They're this and that. They didn't look that great. Oh, no. Let's be realistic. For how Tennessee looked, they should have won by a lot more. They should not have struggled to pull this one out. Exactly. Like, if you're that guy who's going to come in and change the fortunes and put this team over the top, then they should have they should have won by two touchdowns. Yeah. The way this game went. Yeah. You know, if you were to, Tennessee, almost is almost like the Panthers in a way. Like, there's defense is decent. You're figuring out the the offense is eh. Like, no. Like and people, like I said, are gonna give Carr and the Saints that pass. That's fine, but week one, I wasn't impressed, not at all. Uh, speaking of those Panthers, though, that's the next one up. Another two for one uh, option. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Young, first official start in the books, twenty for thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't even get to hundred. Didn't even get to hundred fifty yards passing. He threw a couple picks. Got sacked a couple of times. He did get his first touchdown pass in the books, but for me, that they it, it took him a little while to get. It did. It felt like he wasn't really comfortable out there. And Ritter, who does have at least a few starts under his belt, threw for even less yards. He had he had a, he had a high completion percentage, but he didn't throw a lot of passes. Hundred fifty yards. He throws such. I guess sacked four times. But Bajan Robinson played very well in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was it, it was a little bit of a struggle to uh for, for both these teams to get to, but they both looked gritty. And I don't know if they just looked gritty because they're both kind of on even keel. Uh but I don't know. I'd still kind of go jury out on these two teams and two quarterbacks right now. It's hard that they're hard this one's a hard one to gauge, but it's at least statistically they don't Ritter kind of looked like he was just managing a game. Bryce didn't look comfortable all the time, so I, I don't know if we just kind of like right. put this on as a jury's out for a little while. This is one of those games from the Panthers side where, yeah, that fourth game would have been great for Bryce. You know, he mm-hmm. just, he, he's he's got to take the life bullets. That's where he is now. It's This is totally different than preseason. He's facing the number ones, and when you're playing preseason, you're getting vanilla defense. You're not getting the specialty stuff. You, there's no real film that you're really looking at for the current year. So, yeah, um, I think it's going to take time for him to still to adapt to the, you know, to the NFL. Uh, he's, he's got talent. I, I still think his height plays a different plays – a, plays a role in it. I really do. He's going to have to figure it out. He's going to have to roll out more. He's not going to be able to sit in the pocket. He's going to have to move around. He's, he's a mobile quarterback. I'm not telling him to run for 100 yards a game, but he's going to have to be able to move out. They're going to have to come up with some plays like that for him. Their defense is solid. They have some really guys, good guys on that defense. So that defense is going to carry them for a while. There's there's no doubt about it. I thought both so, def- I thought that both defenses game did generally play very well. 
Yeah, they have good defense. There's no doubt both those teams have, have solid defenses, you know. But it's – I think everyone was enamored with Bryce and, oh, he's so smart and, oh, he's he's going to change the fortunes like that. Him and Frank together are this match made in heaven. And I think week one was like, wait a minute. Nope, it's not how the league works. You're going to have to gut this out. Um, when it comes to Atlanta, Ritter uh, – no one is sold on Ritter. Nobody is. Uh, I think people are looking at him and, like, it's either he's going to get it or come week five or six, what do we got in the back? What are we going to use? And they'll be looking for a quarterback next year. Uh, they're going to rely heavily on the run. They've got a really good run game. You know, Bijan, the rookie. Um, Tyler's great. Alzir there, that kid, he's a pounder. I like him. Um now Cordell Patterson, he was—I think he was inactive today. Yeah, so, he's kind um, of a forgotten thought at this point. They said they've created a, um, a new position. They call it the Joker, I guess, for him. They've said I've read. So I don't know if he, they're going to kind of use him as like a wide receiver slash hybrid running back. What they're going to do with him? The man saw a lot of you know, exactly. He's going to be—he's going to have his hand in everything. Basically, is what I'm thinking. And they're going to need that because if this is a that's what Ritter is. If this what this offense is, and Ritter's going to be your subpar game manager, you're going to have to pull up tricks every game. It's not going to work. Yeah. You know, and, um, you got you got Kyle Pitts, the the unicorn, balls, as they call him. Balls, just two balls. You know, <laughs> there's going to be a point when he's going to when he's going to be like, hey, if you're not going to get me ball, send me somewhere. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got some receivers. Drake London's a Quality young receiver. I think he's got great talent. What's going to happen with him? So I don't know. I don't think Atlanta's in such a great spot. I think the running game will mask a lot of this. Mm -hmm. But you get a team that stops the run, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Drake London didn't even look like he was looked at today. No, I it did. That game he did not look at all. And I'm like, okay, so when are we going to start throwing a little stretch of the field? And it was just like, nope, let's just. Do whatever you call that. But I don't know. It was rough out there for Atlanta. Yeah. One uh one game that did wound up being a bit of a blowout and that the what the point spread on it was a little deceiving because the Niners were only given two points on the road to Pittsburgh. And they came out and punched Pittsburgh in the mouth right away. Um now Sheesh. <laughs> Kenny Pickett threw the ball a lot. Now, Kenny Pickett on NFL game day this morning was getting a lot of love from the guys on the panel. Uh, mm -hmm. 30, 31 of 46, so that's not not the worst not not the worst completion percentage. But no. only and only ended with a touchdown, threw two picks, got sacked five times, and the Niners just had their way. So, I mean, is it maybe is their hype train maybe a little oversold on Kenny Pickett, or was it, or is this a situation where? It's just like, hey, it's the Niners. Maybe we just look. Maybe we just read too much into being on the road with a low spread or something like that. I get the feeling when anyone talks about the Steelers, they kind of—I don't want to say get a pass, but they're kind of hyped a little more than they are, than they should be. Mm -hmm. And coming into this season, everyone was like, like you said, you got Pickett, you know. Pickens, all these guys, while wow, they're ready to explode, this is what's going to happen. You know, Pickens is going to throw for like 300 a game. Pickens is going to have two or three, you know, incredible catches. This is what this team has become, and it's it's not there yet. It, it's not. Um, for, and honestly, you play the Niners. Like the Niners, that defense is legit. 
it's a top three defense. Like, did you think the Niners were going to walk in and say, okay, hi, we're, we're in Pittsburgh, so here you go. <laughs> no, they said, okay, if you guys think you're that good, then let's do this. And, yeah, they got smacked in the mouth. They weren't ready for CMC. They just weren't ready. And I think Tomlin needs to sit back and say, all right, guys, stop stop reading your press a little and let's figure out what we're going to do. Because if this is how the season's going to go, Tomlin's going to have his first losing season and then they're going to start looking for a coach because mm -hmm. there's going to be a point when the Steeler faithful are going to be like, well, we want the playoffs. Yeah. Nine and eight just isn't enough. We're, we're supposed to be, you know, in it to win it every year. We're supposed to be championship contenders and you're really not. So you've got these pieces that have the hype, but they got to deliver. And they just yeah. weren't ready. It was just San Fran just coming in and smacking and they handled business. Purdy looked good. You know, I think they he's gonna he's gonna get better, you know, as the season goes on. They're looking good. Purdy did, that's all I got. Purdy did look mighty purdy, and their defense also looked mighty purdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was purdy, all right. <laughs> oh Lord. I was like, Yeah, I'm done watching this thing. Let's move on. <laughs> move on indeed. Let's get on to what turned out to be Probably the crown jewel of the afternoon. This Miami Dolphins uh, upset on the road. I don't well. I don't want to call it an upset because they're pretty evenly matched with the Chargers this year. If if all things are equal, <clears throat> that was a great game. I'm not gonna lie. That game that game was incredible. It really was. Like literally, I watched it from beginning to end. Uh, Tua Tua looked legit, man. Tua looked legit. Um, his rollouts. Um, Tyreek was on point. They were just. Throwing, throwing it like it was nothing. It was like playing Madden. It's like you put that thing on rookie, and you just decide, okay, time for me to put up 500 yards. And Tua nearly did. He threw up 466. You know, um, their defense came in clutch at the end, um, but they've got to shore some things up because I don't know, especially in the AFC, if you want to try to put up 30 points and give up 30 points and you think you're going to come out a winner all the time. Like, if we go – conventional with what the team should be, you know, KC, Cincinnati, stuff like that. You, you, if you're giving up 30-plus points to those guys, you might be losing. If you want to go touchdown for touchdown, that's a long day. That's, that's a long day. That's a five-and-a-half-hour yeah. game. <laughs> but, no, Miami Miami showed that their offense is legit and they and they need to be in the – you know, for on the elite level right now, totally. The defense, like I said, came up clutch when it needed to. Um, Herbert looked good, you know. He, 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 guy got paid this year. He's putting up the numbers. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch these teams go at it. But Miami was Miami was just too, too, too. Let's see, best way to put it, two blitzes better, and they came up at the end, and that's what happened. Yeah, and and speaking of Herbert, so that the end of the game is not you're not really putting on him. It was more the yeah, offensive I, line. Yeah, like basically what happened was is Miami didn't Miami didn't blitz as much as I thought they were going to. And it was like they you know, they tiled it up at the end and it was that last drive after um after they scored and missed the extra point. So at that point you're sitting there going, Oh man, all Herbert's gotta do is get him in field goal range. That's all he's gotta do. But they turned up the blitz meter. And they just couldn't handle it. They could not handle it. Miami's got some fast guys on that DI. I was impressed. Um, they just 
just got to them point blank. They pinned the ears back and said, we're coming, and they couldn't handle it. So I think you're going to see Los Angeles work on that line a little bit, you know, tighten things up. But, you know, they put up 34 points. You can't you can't knock it. They, they can score. It was just two blitzes better, and that was the difference in the game. What do you think of Hill? Of course, that's uh, man, the Superman man. performance by Tyree. He's a freaking – a freaking cheat code man that's ridiculous if that man really retires after his contract i'm impressed i'm impressed man you 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 do you tyreek he he was just unreal I, you got to give the man credit um after watching him and jay jettis today i'm taking hell hell is just unreal unreal man fast as can be catches like you couldn't believe just just talent Nasty. Um, if I was KC, I would have, I would have, I would have gave him a five hundred million dollar contract and said stay. That's what I would have done. I, I would have gave him that money. But jeez, uh, Waddle was good too. Waddle at the beginning of the game, you know, was was key on some drives. Um, Barrios, you know, um, he's not as heralded as those guys, but he had some clutch catches. Tua spread, the, Tua spread the ball around to everybody. Like, those guys were just great. They were able to run the ball. The offense was solid. The offense was able to do basically what they wanted to do. Um, and like I said, the defense just needs to shore some things up, and they're going to be dangerous. Uh, another another top game in the late starts that um, I, that, I, that, that I watched, them, that, I, that, that, that I was uh... – I don't want to say it blessed by the broadcast gods to watch. Uh, <laughs> the the Patriots decided to um, try to get back a little gravitas for letting Tom Brady go and honor him today and put him up in the ring of honor, retire his number, whatever they did. Of course, CBS wouldn't air the ceremony, but they yeah, you would think they would. You think you would have thought they would have showed a little something like that. all they did was show him ringing a bell, and that was it. I was like, really? That's all you're gonna give me? Yeah. Oh, and then he did show him when he ran down the field. They did show him his little run down the field bit, but CBS, what do you what do you expect? <laughs> so they hosted the uh, Super Bowl runner up Philadelphia Eagles today, and Philly came out mm-hmm. really came out right away, pretty hot. And then I I feel that they took their foot off the gas in this game, and they let New England hang around, hang around, hang around, and then it got close in the second half, and just by the sheer nature of Mac Jones being Mac Jones, hung on by the skin of their teeth here. So, I mean, I guess a win is a win. You can't always blow people out. Obviously, last year they kind of ran through their schedule a little bit. So maybe this just needed a little bit of a gritty win. I think I think you brought this up uh, in the in our divisional preview where maybe they need to get punched in the teeth a little bit and, and grind some wins out. Yeah, I think there's talent on that team. There's no doubt Philly, Philly is the class of the NFC. No doubt right now. Um, they need – Last year, they kind of ran through everybody, and it was like, all right, here we go, you know. And it was one of those things where you thought, does this team think, oh, we're just going to be back next year because, you know, we're this talented, it's going to happen, it's automatic. And it's not. You know, if you get to the Super Bowl, you better enjoy it and you better handle business because you don't know when you're getting back. And I think this game, hopefully they kind of looked at it and said, you know what, we need to make sure that we're on point because – this team does not have the talent we have, but they somehow stuck around and almost and almost beat us. You know, they were basically a left foot short of being of losing this game because I forget who it was who made the catch on the sideline. But if he's able to tap his left foot in, 
you never know. Yeah. You know, the Eagles could be sitting there stunned going, what the heck happened here? Or at least, or at least, or at least have four more downs to reveal who Mac Jones, that Mac Jones still is Mac Jones. <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe, maybe new, maybe new England should have ponied up the extra dollar 50 and got D hop. Cause we know how, you know, new England doesn't like to pay. So that might've made a difference, but it's here, neither here nor there. Philly needs to make sure that they're ready to go because every team is circling that game. Because that's that's the proof that's the stick, the measuring stick. Them, KC, Cincinnati, these are the sticks. People are like, if I can if I can run with these guys, then our our program is on the way. So Philly better be prepared for it because it's gonna be a rough season. Uh two games that I kind of put into the same bucket. As far mm-hmm. as reaction reaction to the result, so we talked a little bit about in the pregame show that the Broncos really have to come out hot and see see if this uh, new combination of Sean Payne and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is the magic to to get this team going again. And then mm-hmm. Seattle, we talked a little bit about in uh, our divisional preview episode. You know, is the Geno magic still there? So. And now they both took it on the chin today to in, to significant. Well, I don't know if it's about significantly, but definitely inferior opposition. Broncos lost a right. divisional rival. Uh, well, they both lost divisional rivals. Denver lost mm-hmm. to Vegas, and Seattle lost to the Rams. And the Rams obviously are not. <laughs> we are very, very, very down <laughs> on the Rams. Um, so, which which of these is more of a, which of these losses is more of a red flag? The Seattle getting really their teeth punched in by the hapless Rams or Denver kind of this tough luck, tough, tough, tough luck type of loss to Vegas. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to say because of all the hype, I'm going to say Denver, yeah. you know, everyone was like, you know, bringing Sean Payton in, he's going to fix Russ and everything's going to work. And, uh, you know, it just need, he just needs to straighten them up a bit and kind of get him, focus on what he's supposed to do and Russ just looked like a game manager at best today mm-hmm. there, it wasn't the Russ of old and everyone is thinking that that's what Peyton's gonna pull out the Russ of old I don't know if the Russ of old exists anymore maybe physically he just doesn't have it anymore like let's be realistic he may not so he may need to be a a quality game manager you know you're the days of him throwing for 300 and you know shooting around the you know for like 75 80 yards and stuff like that maybe over he may not have that so i don't know what what it was today that they put out there but that rust looked very looked rough now like i said week one is is always tough because you you don't get that fourth preseason game so that it could be an anomaly he could play next week and put up 380 and i'm sitting here looking like a fool i'll admit it but right now no um in regards to Seattle, I think they just fell flat. I just, I think, I think the Rams are kind of thinking, hey, you know what? We're still a quality team because everyone's passing on the Rams. Let's be real. Everyone's like, you know, what do they have? Like, really, offensively, you're like, what, what, what do we have? Eh, Cam Akers is okay, and then you're sitting there looking at wide receivers. Cups out for four weeks. You know, Van Jefferson's decent. He's not a bad wide receiver, but you're like, all right, then what else? Stafford's arm, I think, is going to fall off at any moment. It feels like that shoulder is just a mess. Um, Their defense, 
I don't know yet. You know, yeah, you have Aaron Donald, but, you know, you sent Jalen Ramsey away. Um, a couple other guys are gone. So I think the Rams went and played with some pride and said, hey, you know, don't forget we're here. We won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. We still have a lot of those guys on this team. So we'll find out. But I think Seattle needs to come out and really play well next week because if, if they don't, could be could be problems in Seattle. The only slight caveat – the only slight caveat I'll give to uh, the Broncos is the fact that mm -hmm. Wilson did have a pretty efficient game. He was like 27 or 34. He just didn't throw a lot of yards. So I'm almost wondering if maybe it was a play calling thing too. All right. Okay, so then at that point, are they telling us that Russ doesn't have that arm anymore? Is this all that Russ is now? If that's it, then that's fine. Hey, if, if Russ is your game manager now, if he's more of Jimmy Garoppolo than Tua, you know, ability-wise, then hey, fine. Then you say that, and that's what I'm going to expect. But when it's all about, oh, he's going to turn him back into Russ of old, and Russ of old was phenomenal. We, we saw what he did. Yeah. So then what, what is Russ then? I don't think the Raiders were that – they weren't playing the Niners. They were playing the Raiders. The Raiders are a hodgepodge of talent themselves, and they've got issues. So I wouldn't hold Russ back. I'd say let it ride. Let's see what, let's see what we got. Now, if the first half went horrible after he's chucking it left and right, then okay, let's, to, let's bring it back a bit, grind it out. But if that's what you're bringing out your first game of the season and – all right, then I don't I don't know. We'll see next week. I don't know. Yeah. Um I need I need to see him let it ride. If he's gonna let it ride, then let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of letting it ride, that's certainly what Jordan Love did in Chicago today. Now this game oh. <laughs> if you just watched the first half, you probably wanted to turn this thing off. And oh I think God, I, I wanted and, to cry. I and wanted I to cry. And I kind of did because I was like, all right, you know what? This is moving really slow. Let me just focus on the Patriots game. And uh, for whatever reason, all of a sudden, the the, the flood the floodgates opened in the second half and touchdowns were flying around left and right. I don't know what happened. I was sitting there. It, was, it felt like it was 7-6 for like five hours. I'm like, is anything going to change? Yeah. So at that point, I'm, I'm like, get this because at this point – I have engrossed myself in in the Chargers Miami game. I am in this game at this point because there's action. It's a game. I wait a little bit later and I turn over and I'm like, who, what, where, why, and how? Um, Green Bay just Green Bay put up points. Um, love, love was solid. You know, love did what love. I don't. You can't say love did what love does because this is this is his coming out party. I don't know if it was just because Chicago just had a bad game. I need to see this against, um, like, the Vikings or the Lions. But it's a good first step. I, I'm, I'm sure the confidence, the confidence level of love is unbelievable now. He's feeling good. The defense played solid, you know. You know, the Green Bay defense is still a solid defense. It's not like they're, um, they're a bunch of junk. You know, it, the question was just at quarterback. So... And then Watson didn't play, you know, Christian Watson didn't play this week. So I think, I think he'll be back next week. So it's another weapon. So it, it's going to be interesting. 
But, um, you know, you put up 30-plus points, hey, you take the victory. 1-0. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, real quick, touching on our teams, Bucks got the win. Indy Baker Bay! <laughs> Woo-hoo! For all the doubters. Oh, my. All right. All right. You know, I'm going to fade one, out. You're one win closer to six. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Oh man, they might win six. Six and a half is the line, so I don't want to hear it. Um, ba- I'm gonna give Baker credit, man. Like he only threw for like 173, but you know what? It was a tale of two Bakers. The first half was just the defense carried this, carried the Bucks, kept it 10-10. The second half they went no huddle, and next thing you know, Baker's just lighting it up, taking hits from people. It was, it was it. You know, um. It was a gritty, gritty game. Um, no one picked them to win. So, and I think you're going to start to see the confidence in this team grow more. No one believes them, and they don't care about that. They're going to play hard, and that's it, and that's all you expect from your team. But Baker was solid. Their defense was great. They were popping Kirk Cousins like nobody's business. Um They just – I think the Vikings, A, need to work on that offensive line. I think you saw the holes in the offensive line. And their offense just didn't – it didn't flow. I think they need to run the ball a little more. I think that's where you miss, you know, Dalvin Cook a little bit. I think a little bit more pass out of the backfield would help. You know, but that's their problem to fix because their books are 1-0. I'm tied for the lead in the division, and that's all you ask for. <laughs> Uh, as far as my team's concerned, uh, I mean, we were supposed to take the L, so I can't be really too upset with the result. And Jacksonville is the favorite for the division, uh, and one of the favorites in the conference to to boot. Uh, but mm-hmm. the big the big thing to take away out of this game is how Anthony Richardson played. Uh, and I mean, kind of mixed bags as far as from an overall thing, but as far as a rookie playing his first game, not the worst. No, not at all. Um, I think, and we've talked about this, for what he has around him, he, he worked with what he had. Like, let's let's be real. He doesn't have that big target to throw to, which I think he needs. I think, I think he, they really need to look into that. But, you know, he had a rushing touchdown. He's, he looked, he looked confident. Yeah, there were some throws he probably didn't want to make, but he, he played hard. I can't take anything from him. They were in this game. The defense stepped up, and everybody knows that, especially when you have a rookie quarterback, the defense needs to step up and kind of carry the team for a while. And they were they were in it. Um, I think Jacksonville maybe maybe read the press a little too much and didn't and didn't think they were going to get hit in the mouth like they did. They were able to pull it out at the end, but no, I think Indy was in it in it for the whole thing and. It's nothing to hang your head on, you know. You say, "All right, we got. We weren't supposed to win this game, but we did some things, and people are going to take notice." So, no, I think I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. And AR is, I think, it's got talent, man. That you know, keep them upright, get them a get them a running back, pay somebody to come back and play, and you you guys you guys could surprise some people. And of course, you know, we have to wrap up the week with Sunday night football. Uh, and normally, you know, I'm kind of old enough to remember when the Sunday night game was a good note to end the weekend. But tonight, 
<laughs> like Sunday nights were like the marquee matchup, you know, it was like, you know, it, it rivaled the Monday night game, you know, like even though Monday is, you know, kind of feels like it starts a new week, but it really doesn't, but it's like, it's Monday night, you know, so Sunday you're like, all right, let's finish strong. It's going to be a great game. I, I, I don't know what happened here. I don't know if the giants just forgot, forgot what was going on today, but, putrid there's no words for this I, like really like it's a downer like this week yeah there were some games that were like eh. but overall there was there was some excitement and to end end it like this on sunday is just it's not cool man <laughs> it really cool. was a downer because we're wrapping up the live show and you know we always bleed into the sunday night game a little bit but like by the yeah. time we finish and go sit down like well the game's over now it's basically over <laughs> Yeah, it was like, all right. It was like Dallas Dallas had scored. So I was like, all right, seven nothing. All right, whatever. Okay, yeah, first yeah. possession. And the next thing you know, the first two touchdowns were defensive touchdowns. That's <laughs> the worst part of it. Like, really? And it's not now the Dallas offense is moving a little bit. Like they were scoring and stuff, but it wasn't like this whole juggernaut. It was just like the Giants forgot they were playing and just just said, I don't know, and I don't care. I don't get it. It's horrible. Danny Dimes looks lost. Like the close-ups of them are horrible. Um, Saquon is like, why did I sign that? Why did I sign that offer? Why? Why did I do this to myself? I just should have sat out. Sa um, Sa Saquon could say, well, at least I only signed a one year. <laughs> yeah, he's not all deal with this anymore. <laughs> he he's gonna go home, open up the map, and say, where am I going next year? <laughs> the the lone somewhat bright spot was Darren Waller. Yeah. And even that was like, okay, I think it was three catches for like 36 yards or something like that. And it's like, I don't know. It's uh, no words. Hopefully this is just, you know, it's a blip on the screen and the Giants can kind of clean it, clean it up. But if the season is anything like this, ooh, ooh wee. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a two horse race in the NFC East. And uh, there's going to be a lot of trips on WFAN. <laughs> oh, it is. And then the questions are, who should we offer the money to in the first place? Should it have been Danny Dimes or should we just said, okay, Saquon, here you go. Yeah. There's the your questions three years, whatever. Exactly. So maybe they just weren't ready for the bright lights uh, of home because yeah. you're playing at home. Even though it's raining, you're home. Yeah. Well, that is one. That is one thing. Like, okay, may, maybe the Giants say, you know what? It's gross. It's raining. We're all soaked and wet. Maybe they kind of like tricked themselves a little bit into thinking, yeah, we'll be okay the next game. We just had we just had a bad night to play in. <laughs> the worst part of this is, let's say it all boils down to like one game, and the Giants, you know, are out <laughs> by, missed by one game. This is the game. You. This is the game right yeah. here. You didn't yep. show up, you know. You let the Cowboys come in and just, just whop you. It was just horrible. It's horrible, man. Like Stephon Gilmore had an interception. I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah, the only no the only silver lining I can take is the fact that we talked about this on the pregame show, and we were like, well, you know what? When it comes to these two teams, they always went on the road. Well, I guess we we're right. The road team came yeah. in and was pretty dominant. So, so the Giants, I guess, are going to Dallas. They're going to put up like forty, put up a forty <laughs> yeah. spot. 
And Dax will be sitting there like twiddling his thumbs on the bench. Wonder 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 when Trey's whispering over shoulder. <laughs> He's like, are they gonna get rid of Cooper and then just throw Trey right in here? Like like that's gonna be like the fun part, I guess, of trying to figure this out because the Giants are just this is hideous. Yeah. Forecasting a little for the Cowboys. The defense obviously had a huge performance tonight with a couple touchdowns, uh real really good coverage, uh, beating Danny Dimes around. So do you think this is an accurate representation of this defense? We know they've been a good unit in the past, or at least until it gets past, at least until it gets up to Thanksgiving. Um, is this an accurate representation of what this unit's going to be like this year, or is it just a representation of them playing a Giants team that came out really flat? No, the the Cowboys' defense last year was was good and was was starting to reach this reach this level. You could kind of see it. Um, I think in the offseason, they really, you know, they addressed some things. I think signing Gilmore was was a smart move, mm-hmm. you know, trading for him. I think it was great. You know, um, he's a veteran. He can help Diggs kind of, you know, learn learn the nuances of the position instead of trying to be all in or not. Because the knock on Diggs is, yeah, he's a great cover guy, but he either gives up, he's either going to shut you down or he's going to give up the big play. So I think that really solidifies their secondary. Um, Micah Parsons is is a genetic freak. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you look at the money, the money that Nick Bosa just got. <laughs> oh yeah, Jared Jones is sitting there going, "Yeah, this one, this he's like, yeah, this one I can't mess with. This has to happen." Um, you could almost just say, "All right, Parsons, you just take the line yourself, and then we'll just drop everybody else back because he's just he's unbelievable." Yeah. Um. They're fast. They're young. Um, they this defense will carry this team if the offense struggles at all, and I'm sure there'll be some hiccups because with Dak, you know, there's an interception or two waiting waiting to show up somewhere. Right. But no, this defense is is legitimate. I think it's only going to get better as the season goes on, and if the offense can play half as well as this defense, the Eagles are yeah. the Eagles and the Niners are in some trouble. Yeah. Um, they are in some trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, the Big Apple gets a bit of a mulligan to showcase a bit more tonight, uh, Monday night. And we already talked about this at length in the pregame show uh, for on Sunday. So just from what we saw on Sunday, as far as trends are concerned, do you think there's any concern from what we thought blank slate going into Monday night as opposed to now after seeing how Sunday shaped out? with uh, the Monday night game starting. So I've, I've, <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, today was so up and down. It was, it, it was really just strange. Uh, no Monday night, I think is going to be, I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. I think Monday's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be better than this mess. So it's got to make up for it. It's got to make up perfect, for it somehow. <laughs> you know, both teams, at least both teams have to score. Yeah. That makes up for it right <laughs> off the bat. As long as there's no shutout or something, then I'm good. Um, no, I think that I think Monday night will be will be more exciting because it's the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just waiting for it. Like yeah. everyone – I wish that game was tonight. I really do. Because I just would have been like, okay, fine with, you know, the Giants and the Cowboys on Monday night and would have been like, all right. Halftime, just turn this thing off. I'm good. Yeah. But, no, I think everyone is excited for this. So, 
Um, all eyes will be on Aaron Rodgers, number eight, and I think it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, Buffalo is going to come in, hopefully, with a chip on their shoulder. Like, don't forget us, you know. Right now, the darlings of today, I think, are Miami for what they put up. Like, let's be realistic. You know, Tyreek had put up over 200 yards. Tua, 466 yards. Like, that offense was purring. Yeah. So, I th- I think Buffalo wants to make a statement to say, don't forget us. We're, we've been dominant in the AFC. Don't forget us. And I think the Giants, I think the Jets, excuse me, want to say, hey, we're the new kid in town and we're here to play. Yeah. So. It- and, and, and to hold serve, because if Miami's going to play like this and Tua stays healthy, then that completely rewrites our forecasting for this division. It really does. Unless, you know, unless the Jets come out tomorrow and literally put up like 35, 40 points, then it's like, okay, well, these are the two teams that are going to beat each other up and yeah. fight for this division. And then, you know, Buffalo and New England, it's, eh, all right, guys, have fun just picking up scraps. But uh, no, I think tomorrow's game is going to be going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, well, we definitely <laughs> will see what happens. Hope everyone enjoyed the slate. Hope everyone gets your Mondays off to a good start. And check out the game tonight. The game tonight between the Jets and the Bills. I mean, we can't have two prime time duds. This has got to be. This got to be a dandy. If not, then they just screwed up the script. They screwed <laughs> up the right. script, and they need to go back and rewrite real quick because it, it's not going to be a fun season. Not at all. Amen, not at to, all. <laughs> amen to that. Bucks and me, brother, take us off air. Happy Monday, folks. <laughs> yes, happy Monday, everybody. Enjoy the games. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon.